Women Taking the Lead, episode 152. If I did it, you can do it too. I mean, it's just, I just said, okay, this is what I want to do. What do I need to do to get what I want? And I followed the steps. Where can I learn the skills that I need to get what I want? I learned the skills. So every day, you know, you, you set yourself a, a goal and you follow that goal until you get it. And you go little by little. You don't have to do all this stuff at the same time. You don't have to go and publish your articles and do the podcast and the TV all in one day. It's just a matter of creating a plan, a focus plan that feels good to you, that feels also challenging because you're growing every day. And then you'll get to where you want to be. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I am here with Cloris Kylie, and if you recall, Cloris was on Women Taking the Lead back in February. She was episode 97, so if you haven't heard that episode yet, go back, because in that episode, you're going to get her background, her playing small moment, the wake-up call, what's going on in her business, and all the resources that she provided then, but I've asked Cloris to come back on because she has some exciting things going on that you are going to want to know about. So let me read her bio and then I'll immediately get her into that. So for those of you who don't know her, Cloris Kylie, Marketing MBA, is the founder of Lead Generation Academy and Client Attraction Bootcamp. She helps coaches, authors, speakers, consultants, and skilled practitioners to command attention attract the right clients, build a captive audience of subscribers, and skyrocket their impact and revenue. A sought-after speaker, trainer, and author, Cloris has been featured on various television and radio shows, including the number one podcast for entrepreneurs, Entrepreneur on Fire. Cloris's articles have been published on websites with millions of followers, such as Tiny Buddha and Addicted to Success. And I can personally say I had an amazing experience with Cloris at her client attraction boot camp, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. But Cloris, I'm going to hand the microphone back to you so you can tell us what's been going on for you since you were last on in February. Jody, so awesome to be here on the show one more time. And yeah, so I've been busy. You know how it is. All of us entrepreneurs are always creating something different or improving our current offerings. And that's what I've been doing. I've been improving my core course, uh, Lead Generation Academy. And uh, you were talking about Client Attraction Bootcamp, which is the live version of the program. And the, the interesting thing is, Jody, that when I launched the program, I thought everything was perfect. You know, I had everything I needed. And now with the feedback of the people who took it and just learning more every single day, I learned something new. I've made it even better. So I'm excited because, you know, every time you 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 have a, like a little baby and you make it even better and better, <laughs> then it becomes <laughs> it becomes really exciting. So that's that's what I've been working on. And also, I would say I've been partnering with a lot of people. Uh, there's there's. The three P's I do every day are to produce something new, to partner with those around me, and of course, to promote my message, because you know what my motto is, right? We have to reveal our magnificence, and that has to happen every single day. Otherwise, then you, uh, you know, you, you slowly, um, I guess, sit back and, and let your, your message die, and that's not what we're here for. 
Yeah, it's so perfect that you mentioned that because Chloe Thomas was just back on again in episode 148 and her mantra back in her original episode and even today is keep optimizing. Mm -hmm. And it's that mentality of just constant improvement every single day to constantly be working on something. And some people might relate to that like, oh, you mean there's no finish line? There's no end? But actually the way I look at it is you just have to do a little bit every day and it'll make life a little bit more interesting. It'll make you a little bit more of a master and there's always that opportunity to get better at what you're doing and you know it's all a matter of the pressure you put on yourself as to the experience you have with that but I'm definitely a lifelong learner I definitely always want to get better at what I'm doing because I know when I'm better I experience life differently and it's more enjoyable you know every morning I go for a bike ride and uh, of course, I start, I have a bike path right next to where I live, which I'm very fortunate to have that. So I just take my bike out and, you know, I go about 20 miles. And then, of course, I come back to my home office. But what if one day I said, well, you know, I'm here already. My final destination is here. So why don't I just stay home? Right. So <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose. And I think that's that's why we have to remind ourselves that it's not about where we're going to get at the end. It's just about that whole, you know, what matters is the journey. It's so true. I mean, we're here to experience new things and to grow every day. And that's what makes life fun. And that's the whole purpose of it. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I love your focus, you know, being a coach, <laughs> you know, your focus is about helping people to be more visible, to be seen as an authority so they can attract the right clients to their business. And, you know, I, you know, coach people at all different levels as well, who, you know, some people are just getting started and they're trying to find those first clients. Some people, you know, they've been going at it for a while. They have some clients, but they, they want to be working with more people. So so how do they keep that funnel going? And then, of course, then people get to more advanced stages where they're doing group programs, larger programs. So then they're focusing on how do I get, you know, hundreds of people to come to my website to see what I've got going on to opt in. And so for, you know, a percentage of those people to become my clients. Um, and you work with people at all of those different levels. Um, and I know for you, the focus is on, you know, um, building that authority, you know, for people, so people know um, that you're the right person for them. So if you could start there and, and maybe talk a little bit about your, your process and how, and how you approach client attraction. Well, you know, what happens is about, it's not just about attracting clients to you or just people to you. It's about attracting the right people. Because then if, if we don't have the right message to reach those people we want to work with, then we'll have all these people. It's great. You know, we have 100,000 followers on Facebook and out of those, three would be our ideal clients. So what's the point? See, the, the key is to, um, ins to, to have inspired action that takes us to that ideal client. And one of those key elements is to build authority that it means something to our ideal client. And the second way to do that is to have a system, a system with different pieces that will work well in unison, like a, like a well-oiled machine, I always say. And how does that work? Well, let's say that you decide to do SEO on your site and you feel like when people find you online, everything is going to change and your business is going to grow. But that's the only thing you're doing. Do you think that's going to bring you to the right clients? Well, probably not. 
or if you're doing social media and then you you work on getting as many Facebook followers as possible or Twitter, is that going to bring you the ideal clients? Well, no, that's what happens to clients who come to me with those problems. Like, Cloris, help me do my social media, help me with my website. And I said, hey, you know, hang on. Let's take a step back and look at the foundation of your business. Let's see if you know exactly who you want to serve. And if you are speaking in a way that talks to that ideal client, because yes, you could have your social media stuff and your website and, and your language doesn't really speak to that, that ideal client, then you will attract the wrong people or you will not attract anyone. I had a woman who uh, came to me and, and she said that she wanted to work with people who were in transition. And I, I love this example because mm-hmm. uh, I asked her, you know, so who's in transition? What, what kind of examples of, of ideal clients? And she said, well, I work with uh, college students who are transitioning to the workforce, right? So they are in transition. I work with uh, retirees who are you know, going to be at home and doing something different, so they are in transition. Also with women who are going through a divorce, so they are in transition. And I said, well, that's the reason that your business is suffering, because it's impossible to talk to a woman who's going through a divorce and the person who's graduating from college in the same way and to really mm-hmm. appeal to their needs and their wants. So there's a big part that I help my clients is create a system in which their social media, their efforts to reach clients, their foundation, their avatar, their products, they all work well together. And then those ways to reach people, those are the ways that you build authority. So you become somebody who's respected, who people not only like you, but they trust you and they know that you know your stuff and you can help them. I love that. So at the very basics, like it, it, you know, so we're speaking to you, that person who is a service provider, provides products and services for people. If you don't know exactly who you serve, stop worrying about all the other stuff. Take a step back and get clear on who your ideal client is. Once you know that person, then what you want to do is convey to that person that you have the solution to the problems that they're facing. Now, Cloris, how would they go about that? What's that next step? So they they know exactly who they are. And like, I love how you got specific to like the age and experience that this person is having. Because I also heard that too. Someone just said, um, actually, it was John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. He spoke at Podcast Movement. And he's like, I've had conversations with 18-year-old girls And I've had conversations with 40-year-old women. Those were vastly different conversations. Mm -hmm. So you can't talk to them in the same way. And I love how you brought that up. It's about the conversation you have with people online, the language you choose on your website. If you don't know exactly who you serve, like their age range, gender could be a part of it, life experience, like you got to know who exactly you're talking to first, you know, to build the website out. But then the next step is, The next step is to create an offer that meets their needs and fills their wants. Because again, if you don't know your avatar, if you don't know who you're serving, then how do you know exactly what their frustrations are? How do you know what's missing in their business or in their life so you can go and offer a solution? So designing a product is something that you should not do 
until you really know your avatar. And once you know, then you get ideas for products. And if you don't exactly know, then it's time to get out there to talk to your current clients, especially those that you love to work with. And then ask them, you know, what is it exactly that you want to get out of our program? And why do you like working with me? And you'll be surprised when you ask that question, what is the number one reason that you are working with me? And what is the main benefit you're getting? And uh, you'll see that the answers uh, might be a little bit shocking. Like uh, I remember reading about this case of, of a doctor who asked that to his patients. And uh, the most common answer of why they wanted to be with him and be in his practice is because he was always on time. So they didn't have to wait in the uh, waiting room for hours. He was always on time. And he was shocked. It's like, really? So it's not because I'm a good doctor. It's because... I'm on time. So, you know, it's, I think it's an eye opener to really reach out to your clients and, and figure out exactly what they need and what they want, what they like. And uh, if, if that's not possible, you can just go join a Facebook group. You can go to LinkedIn groups and, and really listen to their conversations to not just participate in and broadcast your stuff, but you know, really read their answers and see the language they use and use that language into your, your marketing copy, your products. You know, every, every time you're speaking to them, again, you have to speak in the same words they use. It's like, for example, let's say that you say, oh, I have a course about how to create abundance. So abundance means many different things to many different people, right? Uh, so what kind of abundance are you helping people create? Uh, so my course is to help you uh, double your income in your business. So now that means something, right? That's something that people can relate to. So again, it's, it's a matter of being specific and of speaking the language of your audience. So that I would say that's the next step, to, to figure out something that solves the, those problems, that meets those needs. And once you have your product figured out, then it's um, a time to figure out where your ideal customer or, or client hangs out. You know? and, and once you know where they are, that's when you can start to build authority. Mm, you know, I love that you you said that, Cloris, and it just kind of like a light bulb went off for me, too, because I did this, but I did it intuitively. But looking back, you're absolutely right. When you start asking your your current clients, like, why did you choose me? What is the benefit of working with me? Why why do you like working with me? When I asked that question of my clients a few years ago, I thought they were going to say like, oh, I crushed my goal and we accomplished so much and all of this stuff. And they were doing that, but that's not what they what they say was the reason why they enjoy working with me. They said instead what they enjoyed about working with me is they feel p more peaceful. They feel calm. They get focused and they believe in themselves. So for them, the end goal was important, but not as important as the experience they had on the journey. They didn't want to be killing themselves or, you know, going after a goal freaked out that they wouldn't be able to achieve it, that by working with me, I helped them to feel in control and calm and believe in themselves that they could do it. So they started to enjoy going after the goal a lot more. And that, you're right, completely surprised me. And it changed how I marketed my services because I started speaking to that. 
that's how it goes. And uh, uh, you said something that is so important. And we are in the business of empowering people, regardless of what we do, whether we are life coaches or business coaches, or, you know, we offer some sort of different uh, service, Facebook ads, whatever it is, we are in the business of relationships, of empowering people to believe that yes, they can do it. So they actually take action. Because you could give somebody a thousand page book on how to do something and here, here you go, that's all you need. And of course, are they going to implement this? Probably not. So it's a matter of them saying, hey, yes, I can do this. I'm going to take action today. I'm going to do something. I'm going to get to where I want to be. And that's the purpose of, uh, of our businesses. Mm-hmm. And of course, you've worked with a lot of people around this, attracting the right clients into their business. So when, when you're starting to work with co- clients, what would you say are the common roadblocks for them to attracting the right clients? You mentioned a couple of things, but is there anything else? Well, I would say m- most coaches are trying to reinvent the wheel. They're trying to come up with their own secret sauce that they're going to apply to grow their business. And I think that's great. I mean, it's important to be creative. But then at the same time, you have to learn from people who have been successful doing what you want to do. It's not a matter of copying anybody. It's a matter of paying attention to those who have been successful already and see what works and find some sort of mentorship. The the fact that they have come to me already shows that they want to learn how to do things right from the start. Because that's something that I did not do. We were talking about this before. Like we, I just wanted to figure things out on my own. I said, I'll figure it out. No, I don't need that. I don't need that training. I don't need a coach. I'll just figure it out. And of course, months would go by and I would waste a ton of time and, and money. And what happens is once you start failing so often, you start to doubt yourself. And uh, you, know, you wake up one morning and say, what am I doing? You know, is this really going to work? Do I really have what it takes to be successful? And that's when danger arrives. Because if you don't trust in your ability to succeed, then uh, you will not succeed. You will be right. So it's a matter to not get into that point and realizing that there's, there's stuff to learn. You can learn from people who have been successful, people who have been there and uh, have done what you want to do. And then you can add your branding, your creativity, uh, your uniqueness, because everybody is different. Uh, but then first, you got to learn from people who have been there before. So that's a common uh, roadblock or mistake that people make. Mm-hmm. And you hear that in a lot of different areas where, you know, the, the common wisdom is to learn the fundamentals before you try to ch- try to change the rules, you know, because the fundamentals don't change. How you go about it might be a little bit different. And you talked about your own unique style or branding and all of that. But there are certain things that work, you know, and are going to get you to where you want to go. And you started talking about your own personal experience. What are some of the things that you've tried that, you know, fell flat, did not attract the right client for you? Well, I was trying to do everything at once without kind of like trying, trying to see what worked. (laughs) And so trying stuff just for the sake of trying, is just, it's a waste of time. First of all, I didn't know exactly who I wanted to serve. I I didn't have that avatar completely narrowed down. So I said, okay, well, let me just start writing blog posts and now I have a podcast and I'll do social media. I signed up for every single social media platform you could imagine. I was posting there every day and just seeing what worked right? Of course, I spread my efforts so thin 
that there is also a God, we're also very small. And the, mm-hmm. the worst thing is that I started to attract people who were not my ideal clients. And, um, you know, I'm happy that I, I did what I did and I did share some very useful information, empowering information. But again, I was attracting all these people who were not really the people I wanted to work with. So, of course, when I had an offer to give to them, they would not be interested because they were not my ideal clients. And that's when I learned that I had to just take things from step one, you know, go back and and really analyze, you know, who I wanted to serve, uh, decide the products that I wanted to have, and then also decide to let go, though, because that was hard for me. I'm very passionate about self-improvement and, uh, you know, empowering people. And now, of course, I have that as part of my business, but I didn't want to let go of all the people who were on my list, for example, because they had read one of my tiny Buddha articles. Uh, And these people were not entrepreneurs. They were people who just needed to be uplifted. And that's great. But then I had to let go of them because if I started inundated them with uh, business-related content, they were not going to get the value that they were looking for. So I knew I had to let go. And letting go is, is hard, especially when... You feel like, okay, this is all I have. Um, but sometimes you have to, you know, as you have mm-hmm. to. And, and I think, Jody, that might have happened to you. Maybe you had a client who you were working with who you thought couldn't really benefit from your services and you had to make that tough decision to recommend someone else or, you know, to say this is not the right time to work together. Yes, absolutely. We chatted a little bit about that. And I think, you know, when when you're um, a coach with integrity, and I know you are because we, we had this discussion is, you know, part of what you're looking to find out when you have those discovery calls is, is this not a good fit? Right. Because it's no fun for anybody to have money be exchanged and to start coaching. And it's not going anywhere to realize like, oh, I'm not the right person to be working with. So I'm really when I'm, you know, have that discovery call or I start a conversation with somebody who might be interested in my services. I'm very I'm listening very keenly for exactly what's going on for them. And if they're saying something like, oh, I need to work on my marketing strategy and my digital media and my online presence and all that stuff, my thought instantly is like, oh, you need to work with Cloris. Like, <laughs> let me, let me get her for you because she's, she is amazing at helping people do that. I have a pretty good online presence, which that I think sometimes confuses people into thinking I'm really good at teaching and coaching that. And that's not the reality. I'm really good at doing it, but it's not something I'm good at teaching or coaching. So you know, I definitely and and you do too. And the client does want to have an experience where you're just like, yes, this is the right person. This is the right fit. So it's so important at every stage of, you know, attracting clients is to recognize when this is not the right client too, because I've had to, you know, in the middle of a coaching arrangement, this was years ago, have, have to say like, this isn't good you know, this, this was the wrong decision. We're not meant to work together. And it's heartbreaking. You know, it's one thing if I get somebody to a certain stage and now they're ready for somebody else, but like to know that, okay, we probably shouldn't have started working together at all. I don't want to have that experience anymore. I don't want my clients to have that experience on the other end. So also, you know, so really knowing who you're meant to serve and who you're good at serving is really important. And that, like you said, is step one. 
that's step one and that's just step one of the five step system that I created Jody so I think once I walk my clients through that foundation, then they're ready to do other things. They're ready to set up uh, that system to bring people to them, but those people will be the right people. And once they create that community, then if they have a paid offers or a service, then they have somebody to listen. You know, that's one of the things that happened to me. And the reason I created my, my program is that I would write blog posts and uh, nobody would read them. And I, I had my podcast, I had only a few listeners was frustrated I said okay what's going on so um, that's when I had to again take a step back create a solid foundation and learn how to bring people to me so when I had something to share hey they were excited about it because they knew me and because they trust me Um, and that's that's the whole thing about building building authority and I would say uh, just talking about that it's important that when you're going to build authority you start by leveraging other large platforms platforms that are already in existence so you can take advantage of them. So for example, I've been able to leverage the platforms of large websites. You know, when I publish a, a post on addicted to success, I get all these people going to my site and uh, subscribing and they are my ideal clients. These are people who have businesses, they want to be successful. So it's a perfect uh, audience for me. Uh, I'm leveraging the audience that Addicted to Success has, and I'm using my expertise to show I'm, I'm there for them, I know my stuff, and that's how you build authority at a faster rate. You know, that would that was a great segue because I wanted to ask you about some of the strategies that have worked for you in attracting the right clients. So one is, you know, obviously after you know who your perfect client is and finding out where they hang out, what are some of the other larger platforms or who are some of the other people that they're already following and how to find a way to kind of put yourself on the map over there. Have there been any other strategies that you've utilized that have really worked for you in, in attracting the right client? Any platform where your ideal customer hangs out is a platform you want to be in. And uh, podcasts are great. I mean, uh, let's say that I go to a podcast, your podcast, right? And you, you have an audience and many of the people who are listening might be able to benefit from what I have to offer. So I'm here, you know, talking to you, sharing my message, delivering value, because that's important though. It's not just about saying, hey, you know, hire me, this is what I have. No, it's just about delivering value to people. And that is the number one thing you can do to sell. It's just deliver value and people will realize that you can actually help them at a higher level. Uh, so the I'm finding podcasts where people, your ideal client hangs out. Um, posting articles on large websites, going on TV is something that many people disregard because they say, oh, that's just too hard or just for celebrities or people who have just published a book. It's not true. You can go on local TV, just you know, see who, what shows you, there are in your area, usually shows in the morning with the news, and then you pitch them. That's what I work with my clients to do. You know, how to pitch the producers so they have you on TV. Again, once you're on TV, it, you you kind of gain a different type of um, of authority. Yes, like people look mm-hmm. at you in a different way. So there are many, many ways you can use to show that you're an expert in your field and that people can trust you. Yeah, I would say that the road to authority is not comfortable, right? It's, you know, you know, I would say to people, stop looking for the easy way, you know, or the comfortable way. Not that I'm saying do something that's completely out of your skill set, you know, but if something scares you a little bit, 
you know, don't take it off <laughs> the, the, the to-do list because I found the things that were a little harder or a little scarier were the things that gave me the greatest amount of visibility and credibility. And starting this podcast was one of them. It was very scary to start the podcast and to start the whole process of lining up guests and interviewing them. I never interviewed people before, you know, to, to have to hear my voice coming back at me to, you know, and especially in the beginning, I haven't gone back to listen to the first few episodes. I probably should because <laughs> I'm sure I'm like stuttering and going very slow and probably a little robotic, but it all got easier. And I'll tell you, Cloris, when I'm out in the world and, you know, I'll say to people, oh, I'm a coach. What do you coach on? Oh, I do leadership coaching. I work with entrepreneurial minded women to, you know, hit that that vision of success that they have in their minds. They're like, oh, that's really great. And then I say, yeah, and I have a podcast and it's stu- it, like right there. They're like, oh, you do? Yeah. Like, what's your podcast? Like, Immediately, I'm in a whole different level. I'm not just an entrepreneur. I'm not just a coach. I'm not just somebody working with women. Like it gives me this pseudo celebrity status because not everybody's doing it. That's the thing with the podcast. It's not easy. (laughs) So not everyone does it. So it does set you apart from your competition. Being on TV, that's something a lot of people don't sign themselves up for. One, because like you said, they think it's going to be too hard or it's going to be too uncomfortable being in front of the camera. They don't want to see themselves on TV. But immediately, once you do that, you've separated yourself from all the other people who do what you do because they're not getting on TV. So and what I found in your program was that you you came up with ways of how to make it more comfortable, how to make it easy, and how to not get so stressed out about it. Um, so that was really great um, for me too, you know, to be like, okay, there is the next level, there is the next place to go to, but it doesn't have to feel super overwhelming to get there and to be working with somebody who does it regularly themselves, you know, that just doesn't doesn't just talk the talk, they walk the talk. Um, That's incredible too, um, and incredibly um, supportive and strengthening. So I love that. That's awesome because yes, it's true. I mean, you don't have to have you know, some sort of special award or, you know, have some 10 books published bestsellers to, to do that. I and mean, you can do it. If I did it, you can do it too. I mean, it's just, I just said, okay, this is what I want to do. What do I need to do to get what I want? And I follow the steps. Where can I learn the skills that I need to get what I want? I learned the skills. So every day, you know, you, you set yourself a, a goal and you follow that goal until you get it. And you go little by little. You don't have to do all this stuff at the same time. You don't have to go and publish your articles and do the podcast and the TV all in one day. It's just a matter of creating a plan, a focus plan that feels good to you, that feels also challenging because you're growing every day. And then you get to where you want to be. Mm, that's a great segue, Cloris, because I've actually added a couple of questions that I didn't ask when you first came on the show in February, but you just segued into one of them. So if you're okay with it, I'm going to ask you these two questions. All right, great. What is a current leadership or business challenge that you're currently faced with? Well, a business challenge I, I face is always trying to do as much as I want to do in the limited time that I have during the day. And I've learned, I've, I, I like to have control and I'm a perfectionist, I admit it. So it's, t- mm-hmm. it's tough for me to delegate sometimes. And that's one thing I have to constantly remind myself that I have to surround myself with qualified people who can help me. 
And I've been learning that more and more. But every day is a challenge because sometimes I have this task that I know somebody else could do. But I say, hey, well, you know, it's going to take me too long to train somebody anyway. I'm just going to do it. And, of course, then I I spend time doing something that does not deliver the most value and that does not use all my skills to the max. So what I've learned to do is to, when I feel that, when I hear myself say that, I ask myself again, are you sure you cannot outsource this? And that's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do, you know, every single day to uh, to be able to make the most out of every day. That w- I would say that's my biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. So focusing on the things that only you can do and you do the best and outsourcing some of the other things exactly. so that you free up your time. And, you know, you segued really greatly into the second question, which is because, you know, A lot of um, the women who are in the Facebook group and who, you know, are listening to this podcast, they're trying to do so much on their own, right? They're listening to the women who are being interviewed by me on Women Taking the Lead. And they've done all these great things. Like for you, you have these live programs, you have online courses, you work with clients, you you get to take a bike ride every morning, you know, you're doing all these, you're going on TV and doing all these great things. You have your own podcast. I mean, the, the, the things you do keep popping in my mind, right? You have a lot going on, you know, but I think sometimes there's this veil that like you're doing it all on your own too. And you just talked about one of the things, which is delegating. So could you give us a a picture of what your support system looks like? Who do you have around you that's helping you to be able to do what you're doing today? I would say I get the most support from um, my community of entrepreneurs, people who are going through the same struggle, people who have going through the same challenges and who know what I'm talking about. Because what happens is uh, once you start your own business, you find that many people who you used to be friends with or you are currently friends with, they don't get it, right? You tell them about something you're doing, you're so excited. They're like, oh, okay. And you know, you're know, you telling them about your struggles. They, they don't get it. So you have to find people to run yourself with people who get you, who are doing the same stuff. So online communities have been great. I've been able to meet people through that. And also, like when I talk to my clients, you know, that's a support system for me because when I feel that somebody's getting value out of what I do, then I feel that, okay, this, this is worth it. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Um, I pay attention to positive comments and feedback from people online and offline. When somebody says something kind about my work, I, I pay close attention because what happens is, Jody, that you know, we work hard and then we tend to kind of overlook the good stuff, and we focus on, okay, what's missing? What, what do I need to achieve next? And why is this taking so long? And, and how come mm-hmm. I'm not the one who's achieving this and so forth? So what if we take a step back every single day, focus on the good things that people are saying about us, focus on our progress? There's something that came to mind when you said, oh, I have to go back and check my first episodes of the podcast. I think you should. And if you do, you're going to feel so good about yourself, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, we have to pay attention to how much we have grown and improved. And the best way to do that is to go back and, and check what we did in the past. So I would say if, if I had to answer your question in you know a short manner, I would say support comes from people who are going through the same stuff and also for people who I'm helping and influencing. And, and then I see the results of my hard work. Mm, amen. And Cloris, 
This has been awesome. And I know the people who are listening want to find out more about you, want to access some of the things that you have going on. What's the best way for this community to connect with you? They can connect with me on my site at cloriskylie.com. That's C-L-O-R-I-S-K-Y-L-I-E.com. And uh, right now, you have a chance to download um, an ebook that I'm releasing. It's a free ebook with eight proven ways to build authority and grow your audience. So it's all about all of those ways that you have. First of all, to build a strong foundation, which is the step one in the five-step system to get the right clients. And then also how, what channels, what vehicles you have to share your message. And those channels, again, will depend on where your ideal client hangs out, but you'll find all that information and everything that is available to you in that book. So I invite you to to get it and to make the most out of it. Yep, absolutely. And we're going to have that book in your show notes or your, the blog that accompanies this episode. So for those of you listening who are on the go and didn't have time to write all that down or take note of it, you can find it at womentakingthelead.com. If you put Cloris in the search bar, her show notes page is going to come right up and you're going to have a link to that free audiobook right in there. And Cloris, thank you so much for taking the time again to inspire and enlighten us about how to get that right client. (laughs) We are all better for having met you. Well, we're all better for having you, Jody. So thank you for your messaging. And everybody remember to always reveal your magnificence. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.